Hello, and welcome to Native Awakenings. Here at Native Awakenings, we've provided a safe space to share heritage, techniques, meditations, and conversations, all to help increase our sense of awareness. As our awareness expands, so also does our ability to choose our path. May presence always be our purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. This week, we're going right in our backyard. We've traveled to India, to China, to Dubai, to many fantastic places to discover energy practices. And it's high time that we travel to your own backyard or altar where I'm sure some crystals have made their home. Crystals and stones are really the bones of Mother Earth. And from an indigenous perspective, an earth-based practice is one that is rooted in harmony. So as we discover the power of crystals, why we want to use them, and what their significance is, I believe that we will also discover our relationship with earth and how earth impacts our ability to channel magic, energy, flow. Let's dive in. So crystals, why do we want to use them how to use them, and what are their significance. You may have picked up an amethyst, a quartz, an obsidian stone, tourmaline, something or the other may have made its appearance to you. And whereas all of these crystals have specific and significant powers, if you will, I would like to go over a general overview of all crystals, and why we want to use these blessed things within our practices. If we take a look at the dimensions of reality, 1 through 10 or 1 through 13th, the first dimension is always minerals. Minerals and atoms. This is the slowest vibratory element that exists within our planet as minerals make up the base foundation of the world. So we know that crystals are part of the mineral family, at least most crystals are, so they are in alignment with the first dimension. Now what is the first dimension all about? The first dimension is about the slow vibratory pace of the universe. It is the hum of the universe. At the beginning of this podcast, I referenced the stones, minerals, and crystals as being the bones. If we look at our own anatomy, our bones actually do contain minerals. It's a fun fact. Contain minerals and crystals of their own. So in order to understand the significance of crystals, I encourage us to take a look at something that is already very familiar to us, which is our own body. What function do bones play in our being? Well, Bones help us move. Bones are the foundations of our muscles and our ligaments. Bones help the structure of our entire body to be in some sort of alignment, some sort of foundation for the entirety of this vessel to move, or else we would just be a puddle on the floor, a very elastic puddle. Bones help provide rigidity, which is boundaries for how the body can move. If we then shift our perspective towards crystals, how can we use crystals as our body uses our own bones? I like to use crystals as the foundational aspect of any sort of energetic practice. 
So what's a foundational way to use a crystal? Casting a circle, clearing a space, setting an intention, drawing upon its energy, the list can go on and on. But I found that within my practice, they're often one of the first things that I use, along with, of course, my own energy reserves. Just as minerals contain a nutrition of sorts, I believe that crystals and stones contain an energetic sort of nutrition. That is why many people will charge them in the moonlight, or you will hear people referencing, have you charged your crystals? Because they need to eat and they are providing energetic nourishment to us. Since they come from the plane of earth, they are also grounding. Grounding is one of my favorite words because it's often misunderstood. When we ground, they're actually positive ions that push up into the body. So whereas it relaxes our physical body, it also slightly raises our vibration. It's one of the fascinating things about grounding. When we step outside or when we hold a crystal, yes, we're grounding, which one would think means that we're relaxing in a way. However, we're actually energizing our body in a balanced way. And when we energize ourselves in a balanced way, it can often feel much like relaxation when really it is actually harmony. So as crystals come from the earth space, when is a good time to integrate earth elements? Well, anytime we want to slow down. Crystals are from that low vibratory state. And I say low vibratory not in a negative polarity way. I mean in an intentional and deliberate and processed way. If we have anxieties, fears, something that we need to understand, it's great to use a crystal, for a crystal will really help us slow down our mind and begin to open up our heart. By those positive ions that are moving through the crystal, it will also help balance us so that we can view whatever block is in front of us from a more complete and clear way. So now we're getting into some color theory. Yes, there are so many crystals out there. Which one do I use? I like to start with my favorite color. Crystals have their own unique healing identities and properties. Yes, 100% I agree with that. However, they also have an empathic connection to each of us. If you've ever been to a crystal store and not known the crystal that you're picking up, but you're really drawn to it, that's because Mother Nature always knows what we're lacking. We're always breathing in Father Sky, and we're always exhaling our information of what we lack and what we need. Just by simply breathing, Mother Nature communicates with us. From an indigenous perspective, the union of us and Earth is foundational for any energetic practice. So by going with your intuition and going to colors and qualities and feelings that speak to you, often it will be what you are lacking anyways. Earth is really beautiful at noticing exactly what we need. It gives us the seasons when we need them. It attracts the stones that we need. So I encourage you, if you're just getting into the crystal practice, to actually not research about every single crystal, to not find the quote-unquote perfect crystal, but really to just go into a store, a crystal metaphysical shop, and check them out intuitively. Hover your hand over them, see if they feel anything, see if you feel anything, 
resonating from the crystal. There's also the topic of colors when it comes to crystals. Which color do I pick? I started with the chakras because I come from the yogic philosophy and that was the easiest for me to understand. We have white at the crown, we have indigo or purple at the third eye, we have blue at the throat chakra, Vishuddha, we have green at the heart chakra, Anahata, we have yellow or gold at the solar plexus, Manipurna, we have orange at the sacral, Svadhisthana, and we have red at the root chakra, which is Muldahara. Depending on your specific language and lens, the colors might mean something different to you, but that's how I began to approach my crystal practice, and that is how I gravitate towards crystals. I use my knowledge of the chakras and impose that knowledge upon the crystals, so if I see an amethyst crystal, which is a purple, whitish crystal, I begin to think maybe this will help with my third eye and my crown. Too often, there are books and guides and methodologies that go deep into the history and the lineage of crystals, and these are very, very helpful tools. However, I like to integrate the language that one already knows rather than learning a new language when moving into a crystal practice. The practices of developing and shifting energy is directly related to intuition. If you feel trepidation towards beginning your crystal journey, never fear. It's good to feel this way. You can experiment and test out. Maybe your interpretation of crystals is related to the rainbow. Maybe each color of the rainbow, each layer of the rainbow, makes you feel a certain way. And what if you pick out a crystal that is a part of the hue of the colors of the rainbow that makes you feel that way? I like to start with a favorite color. And if you don't have a favorite color, start with a feeling that you get from the crystal. So we talked about how to pick out a crystal. We talked about what crystals represent and what they do by grounding us in actually a positive way. We've also talked about when to use crystals, at least in my definition. Of course, there's no right or wrong time. I just like to really view them as the bones of the body. So I like for them to be a foundation. I also have crystals placed around the corners of my house, as the corners of my house are the strongest foundational places of my house. You can get incredibly specific and deliberate and fun with this crystal practice. So I encourage you to look at what you consider your foundations of life. Maybe a foundational practice is journaling. Maybe a foundational practice for you is yoga. What happens when you bring a crystal with you along to your journaling? Or when you bring a crystal with you to your yoga practice? Does it help ground you more? Does it push positive experiences through the body? Do you feel more clear and balanced? I believe that you will. So when you want to dive into the crystal world, the only question that I would ask you is what are your foundational practice and how can crystals improve and benefit the practices that you have already come up with? Lastly, at the beginning of this podcast, I talked about crystals coming from the first dimension. We mentioned the first dimension being the dimension of minerals and atoms, the unconscious layer. So if there's a part of us that seeks to understand 
why we behave the way that we behave, why we act the way that we act, a large part of our programming comes from our unconscious mind. We often don't know why we like coffee over tea. We just like it, or vice versa. If we seek to understand why we are the way that we are, and if we need some help in doing so, crystals are another great tool to help understand the unconscious mind as it helps slow down our thoughts. When we move into the practices of moving energy, we can often think of us doing the moving. However, by incorporating an earth element such as crystals, we're actually allowing earth to read us. How often do we submerge our feet in water or dig our toes in the dirt or hug a tree? Often, for many of us, we don't do these practices. So it's extremely helpful for us to use crystals because it allows for earth to connect with us. As the indigenous people believe, we are in this together. This is a harmony and a balance. It is unwise to move energy without first connecting, grounding, finding union with earth. There is a natural flow to energy, and we are wonderful stones and currents in the ocean. We want to know where the water is flowing for us to help in its direction in a natural way. Well, crystal reading, crystal honing, crystal touching, crystal grounding, these are all ways for us to discover the natural flow of energy that is flowing around us. And by letting earth read us, we can let earth help our intuition use whichever crystal in whichever way the intuitive abilities of earth and us find. So I encourage you to touch your crystals, ground through them, connect to them, especially if you often wear shoes or socks, and see how your experience of life unfolds when you connect to those powerful sensations of nature. It's not often we're barefoot outside, and that's understandable, but we do have crystals all around us. If you don't, Honestly, pick up a stone. Stones are ubiquitous. They are everywhere. And that is a great place to start the practice of crystal healing. It doesn't have to be a fancy, extremely beautiful, radiant sphere. It can really be a simple stone. That is a mineral as well. I hope you enjoy connecting with the crystals as they enjoy connecting with you. And until next time, with unconditional love, Aho Matakwiasen. Ashe, namaste, inyai.